Hello, and welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm your host, Bryce. Hello, I'm Bradley. Hello, I'm Randy. Apparently, we're all saying hello today. I know, I just Very like, joyous like, today. I'm jealous. So. You were jealous yeah. of his hello? <laughs> that yeah. Makes sense. yeah. That makes sense. Oh, man, just trying to put more enthusiasm in it, you know? Make it a bit more yeah. fun for the kids. You know, they always say fake it till you make it, so that's my life. I oh, thought it man. kind of interesting how you said um, for the kids, and this episode is uh, very much not a kid friendly. It's episode. for the kids. It's for the kids. I mean, depending on how how you look at it, it's both for the kids and really not for the kids. You know? I actually, by the way, we should uh, be cautious because someone actually trademarked that phrase, so we can't say that anymore. Oh, I'll like bleep yeah. it out or whatever. No, so there was like actually a, there was a. A uh, bunch of charities that were doing like charities for like for uh, children's hospitals and stuff like that, and in okay. all those charities, everyone would just be like, "We're doing it for the kids," blah blah blah. And then it's like this one specific charity was like, "Hey, we want that phrase all to ourselves," so they trademarked that phrase, and so everyone oh. else was like, "What the heck? Okay, I guess we have to come up with a new phrase for charity." Thanks. So the freaking that one douchebag charity, man. There's always like that one corporation that freaking exactly. picks it all up, dude. Yeah. Awful. So they trademarked for the kids. It's like awesome. You I really call, calling it out. It's uh Thon is the organization. T H O N is the organization. Oh, is it? There you go. Now we know. I, I didn't know who it was. I just knew they did. Just a reminder, don't harass people, please. Please, please don't. <laughs> Not calling them out, just like, you know, calling them out. I mean, yeah. wait. Just 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 I'm just just informing the world. It's it's, it's nothing, educating, not nothing malicious. Directing. Okay. <laughs> but but re- regardless, um bef- no more uh, beating around the bush. We are going to be talking ar- about Baba Yaga this week and she's probably one that you should not call out if I had to guess. Is it is it kind of like uh um, Bloody Mary where if you say her name too many times she shows up? Um, she does have a habit of just like kind of showing up out of nowhere, but at the same time, like she's not really like a Bob or a uh, Bloody Mary figure. <laughs> she's not really gotcha. Bobby Yaga, but she's Bobby. She's, she's Bobby Yaga, but like the fake kind of Bobby Yaga. Yeah, Bobby Yaga is not Bobby Yaga, guys. All right, episode <laughs> over. The end. Goodbye. Thank you. I'll be honest. Just I good. thought Bobby Yaga was a fake. I didn't think it was a real thing because like. Basically, the only information I know about Bobby Yaga is from the Marvel movies with the one guy just constantly bringing up Bobby Yaga. Oh, wasn't that in um, the zombies episode of What If? It's it's originally from Ant-Man. In Ant-Man, he always talks about Bobby Yaga and they keep saying that the girl who like is going invisible and like like phasing in and out of reality, he keeps saying that she's Bobby Yaga. And then... In the zombie one of what if he mentions her a couple of times as well. And so. it's totally okay if you don't remember that, Bryce, because that movie was trash. Oh, so true. It's sad, but kind of disappointing. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I mean, so that's all much, I know. I mean, like, I I don't blame you. Like, not a lot is like spoken about Bobby Yagalewi. I think most people probably just know the name. But man, as I was re- researching this one. It's freaking cool, man. I've, I'm really down with Baba Yaga, man. I'm I mean, excited. I, maybe not some aspects, like the child eating, but... Like... That's actually why I support Baba Yaga. <laughs> Everyone has their own thing, so... <laughs> Everyone, you, 
get behind different aspects. It's fine. I, I don't think I can get behind the child eating of any monster. Sorry. Or the kids. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> but Baba Yaga is a famous or infamous, kind of depending on your viewpoint, uh, mm -hmm. witch of Slavic folklore. So she's uh, in, a in a different part of the world that we haven't really discussed at all or pulled any creatures or monsters from so far. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm really surprised about just because, like, to me, Slavic folklore is, like, very cool. I mean, it's I guess I could have done it as well. But, like, it's just a very cool folklore, very, like, grungy. Almost. It's very, it's, like, vibrant in, like, a very dark way, yeah, you yeah. know? Like, it's not, like, all, like, sun, sunshine and rainbows and, like, the, a lot of the tales kind of take a darker turn. But at the same time, it's, like, so, like, alive. Awesome. I'll be honest, how many of the stories that we've talked about have been sunshine and rainbows? Almost all of them, there's people getting eaten alive or, or killed or like well, viciously I mean, brutalized. What a, what a, how many of these are sunshine? We are a podcast about monsters. Exactly. So. So, bad, I, get what, I get what you mean, but I'm just like, I mean, I don't think any of the rest are really all that uplifting. Well, I mean, like kind of just comparing them to like uh, other fairy tales, you know, and like other parts of the it's world. True. I feel like Russian fairy tales are always kind of like they, they have like these particular like life lessons that are like, you know, sure. nothing bad super happens like really often to the main characters, but other people get freaking wrecked. Nice. At least from a lot of the ones that uh, I had been reading and the ones that we'll probably be reading today. Well, and about it. learn from most of these stories is just like, don't trust anyone. Yep. Yeah. Kind and of don't trust your neighbor. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But one of the greatest things about Baba Yaga is that her mythos is continually surrounded in mystery. Like even today, as I was researching this, there's so many different like, uh, versions of Baba Yaga and like little snippets of like, uh, odd peculiarities of her character that like huh. and i think that's mostly due to that she's been around for most likely thousands of years and Jeez. just like folklore stories that were kind of told while people were like working in the fields or doing their chores or maybe like bedtime stories that type of thing gotcha. and there are thousands of like individual folklore stories about her hmm. and the the mystery is so extensive that even like her exact origin of like where she came from is very unclear. Like even if you look in the etymology of her name, you can kind of like pull out that uh, she's like uh, that her name's kind of mean like old like crone mm -hmm. or old woman or whatever and like different things like that. But as we get into it further, we'll be able to maybe peel back some of this mystery and see like what really is behind Baba Yaga because it's honestly like really surprising. And I'm kind of really sad that a lot of like stories and like even our perception of Baba Yaga is only like really surface level of this cruel old witch, you know? Huh. Yeah, I want to I get to the, the nitty gritty. I want to figure out who's behind the cruel old witch what's she really like let's like let's scooby do this and figure out who's behind the mask <laughs> come on gang let's do this thing it's yeah, actually let's... our neighbor dave he's been baba yaga all along <laughs> oh man not dave no and he would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for those meddling kids and oh, bryce man. doing that and research 
What? You found out who Bob Yaga was because your your dad gum research. Oh, yeah, you're man, taking the place gum researching. You're the new Velma. Ooh. Oh, so who's uh, Shaggy in our group? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm who's gonna Randy? volunteer? I, I, I was I was afraid of that. I mean, Shaggy's great, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have that type of power. <laughs> Brad, are you a Velma or a Fred? Or even yeah. a Scooby-Doo? Um, <laughs> let's, I'm probably Randy's lapdog, so I'll be, I'll be Scooby. <laughs> we'll just be eating pop, pop brownies back in the back. <laughs> yes. It'll be great. Oh my gosh. Freaking crazy. So tell us about our, our mystery that we're solving, Bryce. Yeah. We're just going yeah. So to kind of like maybe just tease a little bit in some of the early stories, like the really like roots of her she is actually a divine and powerful goddess with deep connections to the earth and to even the nature of life itself kind of like she's almost like a medium between life and death in terms of like her power and her dominion but in other stories like we were talking about kind of like the more popularized ones she is seen as a wicked old witch accused of kidnapping and cannibalism and some stories even go as far to say as she is the devil's grandmother, just to kind of oh. give you a, a bit of a depth to maybe her wickedness. What a title. Seriously. Hey, man. You're not the devil's mom. You're the grandmother. You're that old and that evil. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not only awesome. is like, uh, she is like older than the devil. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's freaking crazy. So would, it, would it like hint that she's like the birth of like witchcraft in the Slavic mythology. Um, That is a really great question. And I could say possibly, but I can't give a definitive answer to that just because her like story is so old Mm -hmm. and we just really don't know the origin. Second question. When we say devil or when you say the devil, do you mean like the Christian devil or just like devil as far as like, I don't even know, but like what, like, I don't know either. Okay, okay. What yeah, the but... Slavic devil? What do we? What do they believe? I I know so little about the Slavic devil beliefs. So who's to well, say? And it's hard because like like this isn't like, like Slavic mythology or folklore or whatever you want to say. I don't want to like step on your toes, Bryce. But it's dude. He's wearing steel toe boots. Let's go. But like Norse <laughs> mythology is kind of where like where's the line between the old religious. Uh-huh. Thing the Germanic religions compared to Christianity. So that's kind of where like my question started just like this, I'm guessing is older than where Christianity was in Russia or that area. Yeah. I, I don't know for sure, but I do know that Christianity goes back quite far in uh, Russia and Slava and Slavic culture. Gotcha. So if I had to guess, it's probably the, the Christian devil's grandmother just to kind of simplify it. Okay. But even more kind of interesting about Baba Yaga is that her motives are very diverse. Like in some stories, she is portrayed as like a wise prophetess that gives advice to lost souls and noble heroes, even giving them like kind of like magical gifts. While in others, she is a malevolent witch who flies around kidnapping children, presumably to eat them, though I believe in most, if not all of her stories, it's not explicitly shown that she <laughs> eats children it's just kind of like hinted at we don't want to scare the kids too much we just want to kind of scare them so we'll like elude 
to the fact that they're getting eaten, but like, I mean, maybe not. Who's to say? She's just she's just very good at covering her tracks. Well, it yeah. could also be that uh, Baba Yaga, even her character herself, is just so chaotic. Like mm-hmm. in a lot of the stories, she's neither good nor evil. She's just kind of like this free spirit that does whatever the heck she wants, man. And I think that's one of the most compelling facts about Baba Yaga is that she's just mm-hmm. such a free spirit. <laughs> but let's get on to how this uh, wonderful lady looks like. Oh, um, yay. I'm sure she's a beaut. Yeah, so <laughs> we're a couple probably... years ago. How many beauty pageants has she won? <laughs> um, negative three. Ooh. <laughs> but I'm really uh kind of was kind of disappointed that i couldn't get any description of her as like a goddess because i think that'd be really cool to give a description of that but i just couldn't find right. any of that even any like pictures or depictions of that which is really a shame yeah um, gods are shy they don't like their picture taken That's man fair. ain't that the truth <laughs> um but typically we're just going along with a lot of the stories that she's commonly known in which is like she's pretty much just the old witch stereotype even kind of like several levels above that her appearance is actually like kind of freaking weird Mm -hmm. um but she's typically shown as like a gaunt old and typically unclean lady just like dirty in general um and it's also hinted at in a lot of stories or explained that she is very tall and we get that from it said in some stories that she may be found resting on her stove. Kind of weird pastime, but okay. And as she's resting on her stove, her body reaches from one corner of the hut to the other. What so the heck? Yeah, she's just like super tall, man. Also, like props to her for like doing incredible planking. Just Seriously, <laughs> that's that's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. But she has long, lanky arms ending in gnarled old fingers with jagged nails. Even in some stories, her hands are compared to bear claws, which is uh, pretty kind of vivid and also terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, her lips are thin, and her teeth are sometimes described as literally iron and mm-hmm. are sparse and almost tusk-like. Her face has two sunken dark eyes that are beset by a warty long nose. And again, with her just odd physical features and some stories, this nose may reach from the roof of her hut to the floor when she's like laying on it. Man, what are the people are just tearing her apart. What do they got against her? Yeah, maybe she should just get a bigger house. Honestly, sounds kind of uncomfortable around <laughs> She's 60 feet tall, but she's got the nose. It's like, she's got a 12 feet nose. It's crazy. She's so ugly. She's got like three teeth. It's outrageous, but they're tusks. It's terrible. It's like, guys, give <laughs> yeah, her a break. Like, roasting the heck it. out of her, man. We get it. She's ugly. No need to like <laughs> drag, her, drag her across the coals. It's awful. Yeah. Um, and like along with this long nose, it's said that she has a reliance of, on her sense of smell, uh, which leads some to believe that she is blind. Hmm. Yeah, but I wouldn't get your hopes up of kind of getting anything past Baba Yaga because I don't, I've, in any of the stories, I don't think she's ever tricked or fooled. 
that uh, challenge accepted. But you're saying there's a chance. I you're would say you there's should, a chance. You should not take that chance. Yeah, the, pro- the the solution you just just coat the entire forest in like really strong axe body spray, and she'll never be able to find us because eh, everything will just smell so strongly. Problem solved. I think that just make it might make her really mad, man. But she can't see you and she can't smell you because everything smells like axe. She'll just well, smell a bunch of teenagers <laughs> running around the forest everywhere she goes. It's she's perfect. also super magical, so she might just like cast like magic missiles on you and freaking That's blow cheating. you sky high. That's cheating. You can't have a big nose and magic missile. Choose a lane. <laughs> freaking Baba Yaga. She's just got it all. That big nose, magic <laughs> missiles. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But one thing that she unfortunately doesn't have is probably good hair because oh. her hair is described generally as long and wispy. Uh, wispy's good, isn't it? Everyone that says they want wispy hair. <laughs> um, I'm just imagining like 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 maybe like 10 mm-hmm. strands of hair coming out and that's it. <laughs> yeah, She's like, it's much. beautiful. My hair is gorgeous. <laughs> Anyone that says otherwise, like she kills. <laughs> if you look at like the classical uh, picture of her, I have it at the top on the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her hair is... Uh... Wispy, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the least. <laughs> it's being generous. <laughs> yeah. In some stories, uh, it's said that she's either missing her leg or her legs are extremely bony or maybe like some type of combination between but like her lower half kind of literally looks like a skeleton sick it's it's pretty creepy how is she so tall if she's possibly missing her legs that's incredible she's got like the most massive torso well maybe like like uh i mean yeah maybe all the food that she eats goes directly into her bones so (laughs) Or a rare medical condition. Anytime she gains like any like weight or like muscle or anything, it's just her arms. Her arms are just like swole, and she's she's got got massive arms. (laughs) Man, she has like seventeen joints on them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be so freaking creepy, man. She looks like an orangutan. It's crazy. She's swinging (laughs) through the trees. (laughs) Watch out for Baba Yaga. She'll scoop you up (laughs) as she's going through the trees. It's crazy. You know the song about oh, George, George, George of the Jungle? No, it's Baba, Baba, Baba Yaga. Watch out. She doesn't need a, a broomstick to, to fly around. She just swings through the trees. Oh While her hair wisps behind her. Crazy, crazy lore. But if you thought one Baba Yaga was, in, was oh, bad, no. in some stories, there it said that there are like three Baba Yagas. And that they're all, all like named it's the same thing. I, it's almost like weird in that maybe you could think of them, of them as like the Greek fates, you know? Okay. Kind of, I was getting a little bit of vibes with that when I was reading the, the stories. Or like or the you original could, coven. Yeah, or you could think of it like maybe it's almost like, not to be rude to Baba Yaga, but like almost like a species. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Though her uh, harsh appearance is somewhat to be expected as she lives far away from any type of civilization. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, she, yeah, she typically lives in the depths of the Russian forest where she has no access to running water or modern facilities. And I actually think she's very content with that. So good for her. Um, hey, live your bliss. Well, and I, yeah. feel like, I feel like the fact that Russia slash like 
other countries around it that have Baba Yaga lore, I think it leads credence to there being multiple of them maybe living in exile or something, just because, like, it's such a large place, like, all these stories are coming from, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere. I could, I could see it. I could definitely see it. Um, and one of the creepiest aspects about where she lives is that her home is surrounded by a fence made of human bone with a lock made of human teeth. And I, I just got to give her props for ingenuity on that one. I don't know Seriously. how you'd make a, a lock out of human teeth. That's incredible. Yeah, man. She must be some type of incredible bone engineer. should get her <laughs> on working on some like rock chips or something. I don't think I could even make like a necklace out of teeth. And that's like super simple. You just put some string around it. I couldn't even do that, let alone make an entire lock and mechanism and stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah, that's also, freaking nuts. That adds a whole new meaning to a skeleton key. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. But uh, her home, I think, is also one of her most signature aspects. And sometimes it's described as a mansion, but more often it's simply described as just like a, a lowly, kind of plain wooden hut. But what yeah. is not plain about this hut is that Baba Yaga might actually have had the first mobile home ever. Nice. She's got like a nice like Ford F-150 pulling behind like a nice mobile home, wheels on it. It's got a microwave in it, that kind of deal. It's pretty sick. Oh, man. Uh, if you have that, you eat your heart out for, because Baba Yaga's got something freaking way better. Her There's home, nothing better. No, this is way better, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Um, her home is perched upon two chicken feet or these can sometimes be ram horns, goat legs, or spindles. Just kind of like these weird implements to get I'm just that house like moving. Ram horns coming out the bottom, like walking. Right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I don't I understand said, the functionality. A lot of her stories have different variations, and I don't exactly know how that'd work, but it works. So, hey. hey if it works, then go for it. Yeah. And then to even further increase the odd factor of her house, her home usually has no windows. And the house is also constantly spinning, which just sounds like a nightmare. That sounds nauseating. Yeah. And the house will only stop when you chant, little house, little house, turn your back to the forest, your front to me. And then it'll stop spinning and it'll let you in. How long does that last, though? Um, I don't know. Hopefully a long time unless she has like some type of weird like anti-centrifugal force nullifier right. thing, you know? <laughs> or just like every like two hours she has to say that again because the house starts spinning and she's like, oh, I'm going to get sick. <laughs> so she hates stop. everyone because like yeah. she's constantly just sick. Oh, Seriously. No. No, Baba Yaga, please, I hope your house fixes. Also, no wonder her legs were like that. Like, I mean, right? could you imagine? <laughs> terrible yeah um though it is interesting that in my research i found that the depiction of her house set atop chicken legs could be a misconception as the russian words for chicken and smoking do look very similar so rather than chicken legs it could be uh the actual translation would be smoking legs which sounds even weirder except i'm not sure what that means I mean, except if you know that the common burial practice at this time uh, to preserve a body 
was by drying it on a platform suspended by poles that are burnt to preserve them from rot. So there we get like smoking poles. And then like if you take this a step further, uh, this could be kind of hinting at her connection that she has between life and death as her house would be a sort of gateway to the world of the dead. So I thought that, that is, was just like a super like neat seven levels deep. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I told you we were going deep, deep into the roots. That is like such a different translation from like, yeah, maybe it had chicken legs. So like, no, no, no. It was a portal to hell. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Very different. <laughs> yeah, man. One more. It's a whimsical different story. No, apparently not. Yeah, one's pretty whimsical. The other one is very terrifying. I guess they're all very terrifying. I mean, it's fair. You see a house on chicken legs running at you. That would be pretty scary, but... Yeah. Um, Though, one of the also most interesting and defining aspects of Baba Yaga is that she uses, uses a mortar and pestle to fly around. Makes sense. Work. Makes sense. Yeah, and so Run she uses... that by me again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a mortar and pestle that you use to like mash up herbs and stuff. Uh huh. In what way does this make you fly? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's such a freaking wild thing. But she uses the pestle as like sort of a, a steering implement. Some describe it as like a rudder. Rowing. Others say that she uses it to like row. Yeah. <laughs> so she's just sitting in a giant bowl, rowing along with them like a stone stick. That's Here awesome. It is. Um, Star Wars Episode Three, when Yoda's in that little like his little like fly chair, or you get oh, like, right? uh, like Star Wars. That's what I'm imagining right now. Oh my yep. gosh! I just want to see it going like a billion miles an hour through <laughs> the freaking trees. <laughs> just like rowing like crazy, coming at you down the forest, and you're like, oh no! And then her house is trailing behind her, just running at full speed. <laughs> Do, you think it good, do you think it gets good ma- gas mileage? <laughs> I mean, I what's the actually, fuel like... it's running on? Dead children. Ooh, that's dark. Ooh. Uh, mm. <laughs> Probably not then. But uh, to even like, I don't know, Baba Yaga is an incredible like uh, multitasker because all the while she's like flying, uh, she's also sweeping away the path of her flight with a broom made from silver birch. This hmm. is incredible. Yeah, so I'm like... That seems like so much to do in such like a high maintenance vehicle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Must be exhausting. Right? I can barely even make like concentrate enough to make sure I'm like going in the right place that I need and also turning on my turn signals and whatnot. Let alone having to like manage all that stuff. That's insane. She gotta, like bounce a broom on her nose uh-huh. and make sure the pestle's filled with Herbs Children. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was Children. trying to make a PG. Uh, I was go back. I was trying to go back. <laughs> oh man, run it back, run it back. Uh, also, interestingly, in uh, many of her stories, uh, it's referenced that she has like odd magical items in her possessions, such as like flying carpets or enchanted <laughs> mirrors that turn into lakes, combs that turn into forests handkerchiefs that turn into rivers which again i think is just really hinting at like her her connection to nature and i think uh-huh. it's like such Got a, a lot cool... of transforming things yeah so, i mean like so why why not just use the flying carpet my thoughts exactly i was gonna bring that up <laughs> why use a weird like convoluted mortar and pestle flying machine over just a flying carpet you that sounds way easier have to, like you probably have to like tame it and then like <laughs> treat it nice and like comb uh-huh. it twice a day 
something. Yeah, you have to continuously brush it while it moves. <laughs> you scratch its chin. She's like, I don't, I don't want to put in the time to like make it emotionally care about me. I'm just gonna go with this thing. It doesn't have any kind of baggage to it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I think though that Babiaga probably chose the more pestle for its stats. I think she's really stats lady. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, maybe it's just pure shock value. <laughs> yeah that too it's pretty freaking terrifying because i know in like a lot of your stories she'll just like burst out of the woods like cackling and you're like ah what the hell man to be fair to be fair with the mortar and pestle if she does end up catching somebody she's basically got like half of like she already got the tools ready to start making a meal right there in the woods she doesn't have to go and like find a mortar pestle she doesn't have to go and find a pot she's already got it right there for her so i mean, I mean like, we're gonna like clean out your car essentially right yeah <laughs> but like we already said she's really dirty so it doesn't sound like she's too too particular about her hygiene i don't think mm, she cares that much I, I don't know it might be pretty gross after a meal not to get too it descriptive like she catches someone and then she just throws her handkerchief down it becomes a river and she's like okay now i can just clean out my stuff Easy. oh that's true I, I, yeah, I think that's why she has like all the these like weird items that turn into like nature. This aspects. is the original it's, Batmobile slash like bat. <laughs> it's freaking crazy. Baba Yaga is one of a kind. I tell you, man. Does she have a utility belt? Belt. Um, <laughs> what about anti shark spray? Does she have anti shark spray? <laughs> oh my gosh! She got the Baba Baba ring. <laughs> uh oh it's great crazy yeah but uh i also wanted to dive into a bit of the history for this episode Ooh, yes, um, please. and her history is very fascinating like she's been haunting children's dreams for hundreds of years throughout thousands and thousands of stories and folk tales like i was saying earlier the earliest mystical tales of baba yaga probably date to around the medieval period and if you'd didn't uh, pass your history test and they're wondering when the medieval period was. It's love to know. 500 to 1500 AD. So ah. that's pretty long ago. It's longer than I was, I've been alive. So sometimes when I, like, I see that number compared to like more current eras, I'm like, that's a long time. And then you think like the Bronze Era, which was like 10,000 years or something right? like that. A Bronze I. <laughs> Like the Stone Era was like a hundred thousand years, or just like crazy, and like that's like such a short amount of time. But like, yeah, it's not those yeah. like long time. those giant like really incomprehensible numbers. Are like they're just so big that you start to lose. They start they to lose, lose meaning. meaning. Yeah, and it's just like eh, it was a long time ago. And but if you like, want like a little bit more for reference, the medieval era was less time than the Roman Empire was a thing. The Roman Empire was lasted longer. That's one era i mean that's like that's like for like time reference like to get like those kind of things like in your mind the i think there's a common phrase of like the time that cleopatra was alive like when she, her time when she was alive the time difference between her life and the pyramids versus her life and the first taco pizza bell. hut being opened is like she was closer to the first taco bell or pizza hut or whatever being opened than when the pyramids were created like that's just how weird time is of like 
it weird. seems like Cleopatra was alive so much long ago. So clearly, she, it must be that she was closer to that. And it's like, nah, she was actually not that long ago. I mean, a while ago, but like not that crazy. I don't know. Yeah, so, when you just time like, is just so confusing. Look at like time as a whole, and like past to like essentially, I guess like year zero. You know, when you go past that, it just goes like the numbers can get so huge. Uh-huh. It's really hard to grasp. Basically, well, and, anything that goes before your lifetime, it's like that's just that was ages too hard to ago. comprehend. Yeah. yeah, especially like more than like two generations back, and it's like yeah, it's just arbitrary at this point. Mm-hmm. Also, um, so talking about the the dreams and stuff, uh, Bryce, before the episode, you kind of asked me if I, there was any like connection to like modern day witchcraft and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, actually, one of the things I was I, I found um, there's this girl apparently. Um, I don't know if I didn't like, reference her or whatever, but nonetheless, I yeah. What's her, her credentials? On, <laughs> on she's on Reddit uh, on the witchcraft page or whatever, and she was talking about how she actually had a dream about Baba Yaga. Oh, and it was that... pretty, pretty. So it's still, I, ass- I assume still... a bad dream, not a good dream. Um. Well, no, not really, because I mean, if you think about it, like this is uh in the, in the witchcraft world, she sure. would be the goddess version of herself, not the witch version so she's more of yeah, like god yeah. goddess of like fear or death or whatever and so yeah. it's not really like she's evil she's just that's no just happens to be her dominion i just mm-hmm. assumed that they were like like that was kind oh, of no, like it the was, thing it they were looking for like they were looking for a scary version of her and so like when uh, they had no. a dream of her they were like yeah that that that's the one i'm looking for a scary one but okay. yeah i mean that's that's really cool i'm always like a big fan of like baba yaga's like goddess form and like how she's like implemented in that that form. is pretty cool. I wonder if she still has a twenty foot nose in that one. <laughs> oh man! We need we need to wild. get in touch with that lady and find out if she uh, in the dream like, if Bobbyaga had a giant nose. How big was her nose? I don't really care about anything else. But the the nose, what was the size? Yeah. <laughs> Did she have gorilla hands or whatever you said? Yeah. Then? And bear claws. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the first queer reference though of Baba Yaga was in like the 1700s so a bit more recent and these were with like woodblock carvings and these woodblock carvings were called lubuki i believe and it's kind of hilarious is that baba yaga is sometimes seen in these as riding a pig into battle against a reptilian being referred to as a crocodile nice (laughs) it's a freaking weird image Hmm. of like this uh this witch lady just riding a pig into battle against a crocodile. No doubt pigs. Pigs can be pretty mean. Baba oh, Yaga, saving us from crocodiles. She's the hero <laughs> that we deserve. Yeah. If you have uh, problems with your local crocodile, call Baba Yaga. <laughs> but uh, some scholars do believe that these uh, prints and this particular image is a political parody of the time. Oh. With uh, Peter the Great, the ruler of Russia at this time, pers- persecuted old believers, which old believers are just Eastern Orthodox Christians who maintain their rituals and practices, despite the reforms of the Ru- Russian Orthodox Church between 1652 and 1666. And so these believers would refer to him as a crocodile. And that's kind of like an interesting tidbit is that like, I think it's kind of interesting that they choose Baba Yaga as kind of like their poster child for fighting Right. Uh, against Peter the Great, the crocodile, you know? Really, also, really I mean, like, weird version of Super Smash, you know? Yeah. I, like, 
obviously the politics were clearly a thing like they've been around for probably as long as time has been around as long as leaders existed but it's just so funny to me i think of like political like cartoons and those kind of things as like a like the very the exactly yeah like like a, a very kind of modern day thing so it's kind of hilarious mm-hmm. to me that they have like political cartoons from like thousands of years like not thousands but like hundreds of years ago it's like that's hilarious to me i love Man, that people have been fed up with politicians <laughs> since time began absolutely <laughs> people were people were fed up with politicians before politicians ever existed i think <laughs> yeah freaking crazy but uh i think also the the most like actual like definitive on paper description and kind of visual visualization of Baba Yaga is in 1755. In uh, I hope I pronounced his name right, Mikhail uh, V. Lomosyov, and he made a book called Russia Grammatica, which is just a Russian grammar book. <laughs> nice. And, yeah, the book mentions her twice. Um, and in actually, interestingly enough, in the second mention of her, uh, she's mentioned among other figures from Slavic traditions. Uh, in some of these mentions, she is uh, mentioned with a set of Slavic gods and beings that are compared to Roman gods. So it's kind of interesting that she's put in the same lineup as like the Slavic gods, kind of getting back at her like goddess origins. Mm-hmm. Though it's interesting that Baba Yaga doesn't appear to have a Roman counterpart in this list. So that's kind of like an odd, like mysterious bit of that she might have like r- really just been like uh, original to Slavic culture. Uh, in this particular entree, <laughs> entree, entry. Uh, Yo, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, Maybe yeah a little hungry here. Maybe but, uh, Baba Yaga presides over a diverse array of domains and functions. So she's just like a really broad god mm-hmm. that has like all these different uh, like domains and different abilities and things like that. Huh. Kind of like a catch-all for just like whatever people kind of needed at the time or wanted her to be. Yeah, I think so. Um, her original name, like many other Slavic deities, probably has been lost to time. Like, that's kind of interesting in that, like, we just really don't know what her original name was. You know, like, Baba Yaga might have been, like, some type of, like, something related to her original name. But, like, her original name... Might have been, like, a descriptor rather than a name. Like, just, oh, yeah, she was so-and-so, a.k.a. the old lady, you know, her. And that just kind of, over time, was lost and just became her name. Yeah. That's kind of neat. And, like, her uh, original name could have been, like, so sacred that it might not have been, like, spoken about too much, which is interesting as well. Uh, though, at her core, as, like, a goddess, she is very connected to the earth and nature and can be associated with, like, dark forests and strong winds. And in some stories, she is a selfless, helpful character that gives gifts or advice to the protagonist, like we were talking about earlier. But more commonly, she's portrayed as a terrifying and powerful old witch. But more importantly, she is not necessarily always evil. She's more often like chaotic and unpredictable. You probably shouldn't seek her out at any time because I think she's kind of like one of those people that likes to 
uh, dish out her own version of justice. So you might be caught on the wrong end of that. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have just followed her on Instagram. Ooh. Um. Well, have you been uh, rude to any of your uh, stepdaughters or stepchildren? Um, if I had them, I would try not to be rude to them. That's rude. Well, then you're probably good. So, so one of the things that angers her is being angry or being rude to your children, and yet she also attacks children. And well, well, she's pretty unpredictable. Like I was saying, is that she really just kind of does whatever she wants. So if you catch her on a good day, she might help you out. Catch you on a bad day. She might uh, grind you up in her morning pestle, fry you a little bit, a little bit of seasoned salt on top. She seems to swing so aggressively in like such hard opposite directions. Sometimes she's like a benevolent, super helpful, and then other days like it's not like just that she's not helpful. It's that she's actively like. One day I'm like helping people, and the other day I am actively murdering people. This is such a huge swing in opposite directions it's wild to me yeah it's just like absolutely crazy and Mm -hmm. one interesting caveat that's talked about in several stories is uh and this actually may explain her chaoticness is that it's said that she ages one year every time she is asked a question so maybe that's kind of why she looks so old that she can't die but she just continues to like ages up and up and up that's awful. I would never speak to anybody because otherwise you're getting aged every time they talk, ask you or talk to you. Yeah, maybe that's... She's just so fed up with people asking her questions, man. That she just freaking would rather just eat them. Right? I've got, I've got to kill them and eat them before they talk to me and ask me questions. Otherwise, I'm going to get super old. i got to live out in the woods so that I can't interact with people. Doctor away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, though, this effect can be reversed with a special blend of tea made with blue roses. Yeah, tea, it's the magic. Yeah, but I do think this is, like, super interesting and maybe very insightful into her character is that what if she was, like, a goddess and mm-hmm. she was very helpful to people, but then she just got asked so many questions and so many people took advantage of her and so many people, like... uh just didn't respect her at all that she just got fed up with people and was like you know what i'm just gonna do whatever i want screw you people i don't know i i thought that was kind of like a cool little theory Mm -hmm. it is pretty cool like she used to be super nice and super good but over time she's just a got taken advantage of and b just like got so old and like jaded that she got to the point where she's like you know what screw being good Mm-hmm. Being good is overrated. Yeah. Now we now we see the angry, scary version of her. Yeah, I I think that'd be super interesting to see kind of like that evolution of a uh, of the character. Um, I also wanted to just kind of give a couple summaries of some folktales that she's in because she's in quite a few, like I said. But to start off with one, and this story is freaking wild. <laughs> so many twists and turns. But in this story, a father gives his daughter to Baba Yaga as a servant. It's a rude dad. But the the girl is like super cool and like super awesome and completes every task given to her perfectly with the help of little mice. (laughs) And Baba Yaga is very pleased with this girl and gives the girl fine clothes. And when the father comes back, he is surprised to see her alive and wealthy at that which I think this is like one of those stories in which 
the father was just trying to get rid of her, which is uh-huh. awful. Mm-hmm. He's just um, trying to pass his kid on to somebody else. Somebody else's problem now. Yeah. But uh, even more kind of getting at that is that when she go- the girl goes back and the stepmother sees her, she becomes very jealous and then sends her own daughter to Baba Yaga to presumably get wealthy as well. But this girl is just awful. She doesn't do anything, and she just chases away the mice with the rolling pin. And Baba Yaga is furious with this, so much to the extent that she breaks her into pieces and puts her in a box. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So, well, in most of the stories, or any, if not all of the stories, she doesn't eat anybody. I don't know if being broken into pieces and put into a box, it's much better. Yeah, I... I think at that point, I don't, I, if that was me, I wouldn't care if I had been eaten or not, because either way, it sucks. Yeah, I'd be like, maybe you can just eat me, get a tasty meal out of me. (laughs) I mean, she basically made her into, like, chicken nuggets, like, little tiny pieces. A little dark. It's a little dark. (laughs) Yeah, that is a little dark, man. But I would also be remiss if I didn't touch upon the most famous story uh, of all, in which Rudolph the Red Nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most common story. <laughs> was Baba Yaga Rudolph? That makes so much sense. Oh man, that'd be freaking wild. That'd be <laughs> so unrelated, man. Or maybe <laughs> Baba Yaga is Santa. That's there we go. I think your theories are going a bit too far, man. <laughs> I'm just trying <laughs> to connect the dots as I see them. I, I think you kind of got like a bit of a red string and like corkboard <laughs> going on, you know, but uh, the most story that featured or the most famous story that features Baba Yaga is called Vasilisa the Beautiful. And so in this story, a merchant has a single daughter known as, known as Vasilisa the Beautiful. When the girl was eight years old, her mother died but before dying, she gave her a doll and told her that she must always keep it with her. If she was ever in need, she should give it a little to eat and a little to drink, and the doll would help her out. Well, eventually the merchant remarried to a widow that had two daughters, and Vasilisa's new family was not kind to her at all. They were very jealous of her beauty and her goodness. Typical they- step family. Yeah, pretty much. Like, classic fairy tale. And they, her new family did all that they could to diminish her allure and uh, beauty with hard physical labor. But, uh, to their surprise, Vasilisa only grows more beautiful. Well, the women grow more ugly and uh, just wicked every day. You know, so they're just so mad. Uh Vasilisa does this with the help of her doll. She, uh, one, yeah, pretty much. Like I think she just like feed the doll, and then like the doll would do everything. That's awesome. And then they'd be like, "How are you doing this so well?" And she's like, "I don't know. I'm just perfect." <laughs> yeah, but one day the merchant embarks on a journey, and the stepmother moves them all to a gloomy hut by a forest. Just why? Why? <laughs> yeah. But uh, as they were working one night, one of her stepsisters then purposely snuffs out their only candle. And being without light, they're like, hey, Vasilisa, go fetch a new light from Baba Yaga's hut. 
naturally. Yeah, Vasilis is like, oh man, I'm Baba Yaga. I've heard so many awful things about her. And so like everything that she's done before in her life, she asked the doll uh, what to do. And this time the doll's eyes glow blue and says that as long as she has the doll with her, she will be safe. She then sets off into the forest, and throughout her journey, she is approached by three horsemen. The first is a man dressed in all white on a white horse at daybreak. The next is a man dressed in red on a crimson horse behind whom the sun rose. And finally, a man clad in black on an ebony horse beckons the night sky. She then arrives at Baba Yaga's fence made of human bones with skulls that had blazing eyes. Baba Yaga then... Yeah, I think it actually like took her like several days, maybe. That's awful. Mm -hmm. Baba Yaga, though, then in her typical fashion, bursts out of the trees, riding her mortar and pestle, and agrees to give the girl the flame uh, if she performs several tasks, such as cooking and cleaning. But these are all like kind of like ridiculous and very hard to do like i think one of the tasks was to pick poppy seeds out of grains of soil nice yeah so the uh vasilisa is quickly overwhelmed by the tasks but as she despaired the doll whispered that it could complete the task for her and she could rest when baba yaga returns she is surprised to find the tasks are all completed perfectly and gives her one of the skulls with blazing eyes. And upon returning to her family, they are relieved to see that she is light as, her, as they had been lo- without light for days. Like apparently they couldn't like make any new light or like light any new candles or anything else like that. But as they're surprised to see her, the flames shoot out from the skull's eyes and burn her family to ashes. Whoa. Yeah, kind of kind of a stark turn. Uh, Vasilisa then goes on to catch the eye of the czar and becomes his bride. So she hits the big time. Dang, what a twist. Yeah, I don't know, but like, I thought these like stories were just like so cool. It just shows like how chaotic Baba Yaga is and like how she kind of implements her own set of morality and values upon like the world as she fe- sees fit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say it's like, it seems like she has like almost is like a protective person over like the kind of lost sad soul like person who's being abused, but at the same time, like while she's trying to protect them, she has no qualms about just totally eviscerating anybody in the, her path. Like, oh yeah, I'll help this person, but anybody else, no, nah. <laughs> just I don't care anything about you. You're dead instantly, which is that's so harsh. Yeah, it's really like you gotta try and stay on their good side as best as you can. Like it was interesting actually in that in that last story, I did see a version in which like after she completes all the tasks, Baba Yaga asks if she has any questions, and then she like asks about the horsemen, and Baba Yaga reveals that like the horsemen are like under her control and they just represent each time of the day, you know, and. Mm And then Vasilisa is thinking about asking more questions, and then Doll's like, no, shut up, dude. Do it. <laughs> yeah. She's going to get pissed if you keep asking questions. Just just take the win. 
Yeah. And then Baba Yaga actually asks her and is like, Hey, how'd you, how'd you like complete all these tasks perfectly? And like Vasilisa's like, Oh, you know, I was like blessed by my mother. And at hearing that Baba Yaga was like, Oh, you're blessed. Get out of here, man. I don't want anybody <laughs> that has any blessings on me in my presence. So it was just I, like, you yeah. didn't tell me that you, you lied to me. I thought you were just a normal person. But it's just so interesting because, like, one second you're on her good side and she's so happy that you did all her, like, laundry and stuff. And the next second she's, like, kicking in your, kicking you out of her house or, like, breaking awesome. you into a box. Oof. That, that, that one's not so great, but... Yeah, it's just freaking crazy. The mood but... swings. We need to get her checked for, like, Pete, like, or not PTSD, for, uh, for uh, bipolar disorder or something because she swings so hard. Yeah. For real. I did think one of the most interesting and discussed like aspects of Baba Yaga is what does she represent? You know, and like uh if we look back at these stories, she can be seen as a type of motherly figure, mm-hmm. heralding characters from childhood into adulthood. Or even she can culturally be seen as an instructor, instructing men and women on what tasks they need to master to become eligible husbands and wives. Just kind of interesting. Like, maybe not the instructor I would choose, but... Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if you fail class, then you're dead. I usually yeah. just get, like, a, a failing grade, and, you know, it, it affects your GPA. Now, nah, for her, it's like, ah, oh, you fail, you're done. Never get yeah. to try again. For real. But uh, I think my favorite version of her is that she can be seen as, like, a symbol of uh, female or just general freedom and empowerment basically doing whatever she wants you know she rejects social standards of cleanliness and beauty (laughs) and she lives in the forest all day long and chooses who to bestow her gifts upon and who to punish truly a character that embodies in uh, the unpredictability of nature itself and true freedom yeah that's a great way of looking at that she's not dirty she's just she is just deciding that she wants to just reject social standards and just live by her own laws she's not gross she's just embracing her new her standards and her decisions Mm -hmm. what a great way to look at it (laughs) people aren't gross they're just living by different rules i did think it was uh interesting and also like uh and one of the the books that i came across was written by andreas johns and he's the author of one of the most comprehensive books on Baba. And as he puts it, Baba Yaga is a many-faceted figure capable of inspiring reachers to see her as a cloud, moon, death, winter, snake, bird, pelican, or earth goddess, totem, matriarchal, ancestress, uh, female initiator, phallic mother, or archetypical image. So what just a like, list. Yeah, she just can be like anything, really. That like again, the range that she goes through of so many different possible figures and possible iterations is wild. She's got more range than I think I've ever seen in any uh, mythological creature or anything. Yeah, I I really do, and like like you're saying, she just like can. It's just so diverse in every single aspect of herself. So do you think that's maybe? to do with because she's both viewed as goddess and 
just witch and that like people you know if you i mean if you just take like what like any any god right people worship them in so many different ways and so many right. so many different qualities from them so like instead of just looking at like one mythological creature we're looking at something far more than just a creature or a right. monster you know like bob yaga is so much more than that because to some she's a goddess to some she's not and so like you're gonna get mixed feelings about her and so so many people you know that's why she's got all these different facets i think is the word yeah i really do i really do think so it's that like even though she's evolved far past her her roots of being a goddess in terms of like her stories those roots still exist you know and we can see like little hints at that and uh you know like even though she's evolved significantly She's still deep down like the same Baba Yaga, you know. No matter how unpredictable and no matter how hard she is to pick apart, I think that's really what makes her special is and brings her to life and makes Are you her so endearing. Us a lesson, Bryce. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> you know, just like it's a good lesson you know so, sounds like a life lesson i didn't sign up for this <laughs> oh, man, i'm not trying to be a better person <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> yeah but uh to also close out i just also wanted to mention some other forms of media that she appears in uh, and i have inter- questions about them too i am full yeah. of yeah <laughs> so interestingly enough she was later used as a tool for socialist propaganda Nice. I love, I, I love this. Please, did you like look it up? Uh, Tell me I saw, more. I saw it briefly, but basically, I think during like uh, socialist Russia, uh, her and her like characters and her stories were used to like empif- exemplify like traditional Russian values and just like the what you should be. So I think it was just really trying to like instill in children like how they should grow up and how they should act. So, so I should take down my like Stalin flag and put up Abiyaga. <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Was it used as like a scare tactic of like follow these rules or she'll come for you, or like was it just a hey she's gonna like listen up today class we're gonna be learning a lesson about politics from Baba Yaga. I think it was more so that they concentrated. An- Unlike the protagonists in these stories, okay. not so much on Baba Yaga herself. Gotcha. So like the the same stories existed, but they're like, oh, look at how good like these these uh people are and uh-huh. like how they exemplify Russian values. Okay, such. so like like this like this story like shows like hard work in Russian. Gotcha. Hard work uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. That's exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's neat. Yeah, I just thought it was freaking hilarious that she was used so in good. like propaganda. That's hilarious. <laughs> But uh, as I was also researching, I came across uh, a very interesting like depiction of her, and I think it might be my favorite one that's like displayed in like modern media. And this was actually from Hellboy, specifically, I believe, in the comics. She oh, does yeah. make a, an appearance in the 2019 film, but I watched it, and it was a uh, was maybe not my favorite version specifically <laughs> of Baba Yaga and that. <laughs> I mean, it's she's not the greatest looking. Uh, in the movie, she's even worse. Oh, yeah, no. well, that's why that's I was looking in. At, I just looked up a couple of pictures. I'm like, yeah, she's not the greatest looking lady. 
Yeah, and like she makes out with Hellboy, and it's like kind of. Mm. Oh, you are not wrong. I remember her mm. now. Okay, yep. I just saw. Ooh. Yeah, but I do not miss not seeing this movie. <laughs> uh, not sad I didn't watch it. Yeah, but she does stem from the comic books, and it's super cool because, like, in the comic book, she's one of the most powerful mag- magic unit users in that world, and she huh. specializes in like spiritual magic. Specifically, I think her like signature thing that she does is she sucks out the souls of dead and puts them into ghastly lanterns, kind of going back to the stories. And she's able to form like a very powerful and vast army out of these skulls. These, yeah, these lanterns also appear to be like a, a source of power for her. Hmm. So like depending on, on, I think, how many of them she has, she becomes more powerful or she can like siphon them for like a boost of power for herself. She also resides in her own like pocket dimension. I think is kind of like a, like a Russian dimension. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, in this dimension, she has access to like dominating power. She is the most powerful thing in it. Uh, She also has a prosthetic set of wooden legs and lower torso powered by magic. So, that's kind of interesting as well. That is wild. Yeah. But sadly, she was eventually depowered to a humiliating degree. Uh, and she lost one of her eyes. So she's not nearly as powerful as Get I think she originally was. Yeah, basically. Um, some other really cool uh, versions of her is that Smite has a super cool version of her. I really like the art that they did for her and her character design. I think it t- touches upon a lot of like her... Uh, her folklore stuff and maybe even gets a bit more at like her goddess aspects, which I give a lot of props to. Oh yeah. Um, she also like has an interesting like counterpart that you can kind of make comparisons to is the witch lady in owl house. I forget her yes. name. It's escaping me now, but also I think in like one of those house, in one of those episodes, the house like grows legs and like walks around. So what is Owl House? I've what never heard of such a thing. Oh, it's on it's on Disney Plus. It's oh, a is it? Show. Oh, okay. Yeah. It. It's about like a human girl that goes into uh, a realm of witches, and like there's like this magic school that she tries to get into, and she's like under the tutelage of this uh, witch that's cursed uh, in a particular way, in which she like turns into like this beast. And they have like all these fun like shenanigans and stuff. It's pretty. It's very funny. Neat. Um, she's also featured in Supernatural, of course. But um, do it. I looked up this version and I wasn't super impressed. It was just kind of like uh, there's this magic ring that like her soul is like bound to, and they just destroy the ring and she's gone. After like you know a couple episodes. I honestly don't remember that at all. So. <laughs> Clearly no. very memorable. For sure. And even surprisingly enough, she does have a Fortnite skin. That's Yes. That hurts me. Oh man, you don't sound very excited, Brad. I mean I, I looked it up. She does look cool, but I mean Well, I'm not really excited for Fortnite either, but you know, representation, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I think I think I think it's I think it's fine. Hey, they, they put her house in it as well. Oh, There's a did? walking house. I mean, I don't think it's like it's it's a glider. So like you can use uh 
her house with chicken legs as a glider. So that's oh. kind of neat. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Um, but once again, uh, just to close out this episode, thank you very much for everybody that has stuck with us. And yeah. we really love to see like all of the, the growth that our podcast is having. And we're just so excited. And thank you so much for listening and like sharing to other people. Continue doing those things, please. We're again very, very thankful for those things. Share uh, this episode with somebody that uh, you think Baba Yaga should visit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How rude. I was like, no dude, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to die. People survive Baba Yaga. Maybe Baba Yaga will like them and give them, like, a cool doll. I don't know. Or just yeah. someone that, you know, is, like, stuck in, like, one mythology. And then when oh, you, there you go. are interested yeah, someone in who... about different mythologies. Someone who only references like Star Wars and Norse mythology only. Maybe share it to somebody like that that could kind of branch out a little bit. <laughs> Maybe I need to branch out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Well, no, but we, we really enjoy doing these. And yeah, we're yeah. Gonna be, we really just get so happy when people listen to it. So makes my day. Yeah. And check out our TikTok, man. Oh yeah. Yours truly, Brad, is, uh, is doing that. And it's cool cringiest things you'll ever see oh man but the best kind of cringe but the best kind best kind like of wholesome cringe, cringe you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh tune in next week for another exciting episode and with that mm -hmm. have a good one